Thanks, guys. Yeah, so my name's Carolee Van Scooten. Um, I'm part of the transition leadership team here at our church. Um, and if you've been with us the last couple weeks, you'll know we're on a journey of learning to love each other well. Um, last week, Gregory Hyde spoke about what love is and how it's not defined by what this world tells us it is, but that it's actually defined by God's word. And if you missed it for some reason, I totally encourage you to look it up online. We have the recorded sermons there, so you can backtrack if you need to. Um, this week, we're going to be jumping into a two-part series on what unity in the body of Christ looks like. So we'll be exploring what, what it looks like to learn about unity and how we can live that out as an expression of loving each other well. So today, we're going to start that off by talking about belonging and what it means to belong to the body of Christ. And um, if you're here today and you don't consider yourself a Christian or haven't given your life to Christ, that's totally great. Super happy you're here. Um, hopefully, this will inspire you by painting a picture of what, what a, like painting a new picture of what community can look like. So just to start off, I want to share a little bit of my journey and what, what belonging to church has looked like for me. I grew up in church literally every day of my life. Probably the first week I was born, after I was born, was in church. Um, don't remember it, but, you know. Um, I, I, even though I was in church every Sunday, though, I didn't know what it meant to belong. I didn't know what it felt like to be a part of the local body of believers. Some people have great stories of, of being a part of a youth group in middle school and high school, and whenever I hear those stories, I'm slightly jealous because that just wasn't part of my story. I, the church that we were at at the time, they had a youth group, but it was mostly my younger brother's friends, and I loved my brother, but it just wasn't cool. I didn't really fit for a lot of different reasons, um, so I didn't feel like I was a part of it, even though, even though I showed up on Sundays. So growing up, I just knew that there was more to the local church than my experience had shown me. So when I came to Wheaton for college, I very intentionally decided that I was going to figure out what it was, whatever it took, I was going to figure out what it looked like to be a part of the body of Christ and really plug in. So, so I started, um, that was how I felt when I started my journey here at Antioch. That, this was like six years ago. But I just want to share a little bit of what that journey here at Antioch has looked like for me. Because um, there have been many different times or several different times throughout those six years where I felt like I don't belong for one reason or another. So I just want to kind of sh open up my life a little bit and share that journey with you guys. So the first time I felt like I didn't belong was because of culture. See, I grew up uh, in Asia, and so when I came to the States for college, it involved a culture, cultural adjustment to American culture in different ways. And so when I first started coming to Antioch, I felt like I didn't belong because I wasn't American enough. And... I kind of, you know, I was kind of surprised and felt like Antioch was too American, which sounds silly looking back on it because, you know, technically, obviously, we are in America, so I shouldn't be surprised that it's very American. But for me, that was something that was, like, hard to adjust to, and it was a big deal because I felt like people didn't really understand the cultural context I was coming from or what was happening inside, how I was thinking and understanding and connecting. So there was a disconnect, and it, it was such a big deal for me at the time that I actually almost left this church because of it. 
Um, because sometimes when you so deeply feel misunderstood, it's just hard to stick around or hard to really feel like you belong. Um, so thankfully, I didn't leave. You know, that was kind of a God thing, how he kept me here. Um, but I stuck around and started serving, started getting plugged in, getting to know more people. And as I got to know more people, I found out that a lot of people at our church were from Texas. <laughs> it's not hard to figure out if you, if you are around someone that's from Texas, you will know because they will tell you. <laughs> they are very proud that they're from Texas. And so at the time, it was like, oh, I met this cool person. Turns out they're from Texas. And then like, you know, three other people, or, you know, it felt like the whole church was from Texas, even though it wasn't. But they're so loud about it that it just feels like everyone's from Texas. And, um, and so at that point, I started to like, I started to feel like, dang it, like, I'm not from Texas. I can't relate. Like, maybe I don't belong here because I'm not from Texas. Um, and kind of going along with that, as I got to know people, people would ask me, do you know so-and-so from the Antioch movement? Like, they were here at our church 10 years ago. They're really awesome. And I'd be like, no, sorry, but, you know, I wish I did because it sounds like they're really cool. And then the next week, someone would be, hey, you know, this and this person from the Antioch movement. And my answer was like, no, sorry, haven't met them. The answer was always no. Because I, I didn't know these people. I wasn't as connected. Um, and so I started to feel like, ah, crap. Like, I don't belong at Antioch because I don't have these long-term Antioch connections. I'm like, if you think about a spider web of people, like, I'm totally way on the outside. Like, I might be the part that's connected to the tree. Like, not, not in the middle of it at all. I don't have these connections. And the thing was, nobody ever told me Carolee, you don't belong at Antioch because you don't have connections here. It wasn't something anybody ever told me. It was something that I was telling myself. I just kind of like had this little tape in my head um, saying that. And so at that point, I'd probably been at Antioch for about three years or so. And um, that was long enough for me to be totally committed here. Like I had decided this is my church. I'm going to grow roots here. I'm going to get connected. Um, and even though I was totally like putting myself into this community, I still felt like I didn't belong. And so it was something that just caused my heart to shut, like even though I wasn't thinking about leaving anymore, it was something where I was just kind of shutting down inside a little bit. Like I felt like this is my church, but I don't really feel like I belong. So I'm just not gonna bring my full self to the table. I'm not gonna participate as much. I'll just kind of disengage a little bit and go through the motions, but I'm still here, I just don't, you know, don't feel like I belong. So, um, so that kind of just started to happen on the inside. And the truth is, is that even if, even if, you know, even if you're, if, you, if you've lived in America your whole life and, and the American peace isn't something that connects with you, we've all felt that feeling of not belonging. We have different reasons for feeling like we don't belong, but we can all relate to that feeling in one way or another. For some people, it might be, I am so passionate about this one thing, but literally nobody else is passionate about it. I guess I don't belong to that group over here. For other people, it might be, hey, my story involves bumps and bruises along the way that nobody else gets. People don't understand my past. They don't know where I'm coming from. I guess I just don't belong in this place. Or I just don't look like everyone else. I'm not in the same stage of life. I you know, just can't relate. There's some things where you just feel disconnected. Whatever it is, though, in those moments, 
The feeling of not belonging is so powerful and real. It feels so true. It, it ranges on a spectrum of uncomfortable to downright like painful and anything in between. So what do we do when we feel like we don't belong? As I was thinking about it, I really feel like there's two typical responses. One is we drift. We, if we don't belong, if we feel like we don't belong in one group or community, we're like, okay, see ya. I'm gonna go find a group where I do fit and do belong. And so we drift to different groups. The second one is we disengage. Like I was sharing in my story, we might stay in a group where we feel like we don't belong, but if we're convinced that we don't, you know, aren't welcomed in that way or don't really connect, then we just participate less and there's less ownership and we just disengage, even if we're there. And the thing with these two responses is that ultimately both of them are unhelpful because they actually don't address the disconnection that we feel. They don't address the feeling of not belonging. They just either make us avoid it or numb it, but they don't deal with the actual problem in the first place. So how do we respond in a way that doesn't just avoid or numb the feelings of disconnection? How do we respond in a way that actually addresses the issues of not belonging? Thankfully, thankfully God saw that these are, this is an important thing to speak to us about, and he, he spoke to us about it through Paul in a letter that he wrote to, to the Corinthian church. So we're going to be reading in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 16 this morning. Normally we would have the verses on the slides, um, but since the projectors aren't working, we'll just go ahead and um, look it up in your, in your Bibles, and I'll read it for those of us who don't have it. And just as a little bit of an introduction, in this letter, Paul is comparing the church to a physical body and how just like a physical body has a lot of different parts, the church can have unity through different parts of the body. So we'll see that metaphor kind of unpacked in these verses. So Paul writes, the body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. So when I sat with those verses, I actually felt like Paul threw me a curveball. He doesn't say what I expected him to say. You see, I expected him to say something along the lines of, the nose can't say to the ear, you don't belong to the face, you're on the side of it anyways. And it's, it's the you don't belong phrase, right? I expected Paul to talk about you don't belong. Because when I think about division or lack of unity in the body or in groups of any sort, I typically think about 
the division and pain that's caused when some people reject others. Right, we see a lot of that in our world today, people rejecting others. And so I, I expected him to address that part because it's so painful and people, people have been hurt by it so deeply. But Paul doesn't start with the dynamics between people. He starts with the dynamics within people. So let's go back and read that last verse one more time just to let it sink in a little bit more before we unpack it. In 1 Corinthians 12, 16, Paul says, And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I don't belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. So what Paul's saying in this passage, he's saying, If your self-talk says, I don't belong to the body because I don't look like you or act like you, your self-talk is lying to you. It's just not true. And honestly, that was jarring to me. When I actually like, realized Paul was calling me out as a liar to myself, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I literally have said that phrase, the I don't belong phrase, thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Like That has just been something that's been in my head like as long as I can remember. And it feels so natural and so true and so real. And so, you know, it's our self-talk powerfully affects how we experience things. That's true for everyone, but it doesn't actually define our truth. And that was really hard for me to wrap my head around at first. But that's what Paul is saying. He's saying it doesn't matter how true it feels. It's not true if it doesn't line up with the reality of heaven. So before we go, go too, uh, too much further with that, I want to take, uh, take a moment and make a side note and address self-talk. Because I think some, some people here may have reservations around that word. Um, there are a lot of arenas in our culture where people talk about self-talk in the context of self-help and positive psychology. And so it's easy for those ideas to kind of get lumped up together. Um, and I wanna take a moment just to separate those out because I think that'll be really important for us if we wanna experience God's power in our lives in this area. So we're not talking about self-help. Right? The idea that um, we can transform ourselves or we can help ourselves and we, if we just try harder. That's not the gospel, and that's not what Paul is talking about. Um, the gospel is that, that God helps us, that he steps into our lives and transforms us. So it's not about self-help at all. But we are going to talk about self-talk, right? which is the running commentary in our heads about ourselves and about other people. Because like, we all live with that internal Thing. And, and it's so normal that we don't even think about it a lot of times. But the reality is, is that that powerfully affects how we experience things. The writer in Proverbs um, touches on this, in actually in Proverbs 23, 7, it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. The thoughts that we have intuitively, the tapes that we have in our minds, they shape our lives in really powerful ways. And if we don't slow down, to think about them and, and look at them, um, we're going to miss out on the chance to let God transform them. If, we, if our goal is for the gospel to transform every area of our lives, we must, we must let God's truth sink deep into our self-talk. That's actually what Romans 12, 2 is talking about. 
when it says don't conform any longer to the patterns of this world, right? Patterns that are normal ruts of relating, ruts of thinking, default modes. Don't conform any longer to the default mode of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. That's what we're going after today, right? We're going after the transformation of our minds through, through talking about self-talk. So what does it look like, right? What does it look like for that to actually happen? In order for, to do that in this area of belonging, I wanna just kind of put slow motion, click the slow motion button on our self-talk so we can actually look at the, the things that, that happen intuitively, normally, but so we can actually look at what's going on. So just from my own journey as I was doing that, I kind of recognized three different stages to what was going on when I was saying I don't belong. What, were the, what was the process that got me there? Right, so the first one, was I figured out what the whole group is defined by. For example, the whole group is defined, was defined for me for, at a moment that as, as being by, from Texas, right? I stopped and I thought about, okay, what is this group defined by? Mm, they're from Texas, okay. And then we, we compare ourselves to that definition to see whether we fit or not. And then we respond. And the response is either I do belong or I don't belong, depending on how, how that comparison worked itself out. So there's that process. We, we figure out what the group is defined by, we compare ourselves to that definition, and then, and then we respond with, with saying, I do belong or I don't belong. And by the time we get to the response part, it feels like it's a fact, right? It feels like it's just based on an objective observation. Because if the group really is defined by being from Texas, and I'm obviously not from Texas, I obviously don't belong. And it's, it, it feels obvious and it feels real by that point. So how do we, how does God's word change that process? How does it actually affect it um, differently? And uh, I'm really thankful, again, that it's almost like Paul knew the questions we'd be asking because he, he, he addresses that in, in the next, in the following verses in 1 Corinthians. So we're going to read further in 1 Corinthians 12, 17 to 20 to see how Paul um, speaks to this. He says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every last one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. Essentially, in, in this passage, Paul is, is kind of getting at the same idea from a lot of different angles. And that, that idea is that we cannot define the whole body by a single part. And it sounds really simple, but, but when I sat with it, it was kind of surprising to me how often I actually do it. <laughs> um, so here's the thing, Paul is addressing those feelings of disunity, that response of I don't belong. He's addressing the response by going to the root of the issue and addressing how we define the body in the first place. That first piece of the process of, my, of our self-talk. So when we feel like we don't belong, it's often because we're defining the whole body by a single part. And Paul's saying we can't do that. Okay, well, if, if the body is not defined by a single part, then what is it defined by? 
Paul actually like answers that in, in the beginning of the verses that we talked about, ta- read through this morning. He frames the whole conversation about belonging in the body of Christ by defining it in the first place. So we're going to go back to the first couple verses that we read this morning just to refresh our memory of what Paul said. In, in verses 12 and 13, Paul says, The body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink. Paul defines the body by the spirit of God, which makes sense because it is the body of Christ it's not the body of nose or the body of, of you know, eyes. <laughs> Although there are bodies that have a lot of eyes on them in Revelation. But thankfully, that's not the body of Christ. Um, he, he defines the body by the spirit of God. What does that mean? What does it mean for it to be defined by the spirit of God? That means that our belonging in Christian community is based on whether or not we have the Spirit of God in us. And if we've given our lives to Christ, he has given his Spirit to us. Even if the the expression of that, of the Spirit of God in our lives, looks differently than that person over there, that's actually not the point. It doesn't matter if the expression is different. What matters is that it's there, that the Spirit of God is there. That's what makes us belong. And I know this sounds super simple, but we have a tendency to make things complicated, way more complicated than they need to be. There's actually a lot of power in the simplicity, right? There's power in simplicity. There's power in the simplicity of the gospel. There's power in the simplicity of our belonging. What makes us belong, there's only one thing. It's the spirit of God. That's it. That's it. There's no other prerequisites. There's nothing else that will disqualify you from belonging. In light of of a different definition of the body, recognizing that the body is defined by the Spirit of God, let's take a moment and see if there's a new perspective on the words, I don't belong. And see if there's a, a new, let's look at those words in a new light. So because the church is defined by the Spirit of God and because our belonging is based on the presence of the Spirit of God in us, guys, it actually puts a lot more at stake when we say that someone doesn't belong. Right? If we stop and actually think through what those words actually mean, it's pretty sobering. If we say, I don't belong, and if belonging is defined by the Spirit of God, what I'm actually saying is, I'm ignoring the Spirit of God inside of me because that's the only thing that is required to make me belong. And if we say you don't belong, what we're actually doing is we're ignoring the presence of the Spirit of God inside of you. And that's a sobering thing. If we sit with that, if we let ourselves sit with that, because we throw around those words all the time, like we, or we feel them, right? Even if we don't say them, we feel them in a lot of different ways. And so we're thinking them, right? But that's the thing, is that 
the heart of it, what I'm really getting at, is that it's the fear of the Lord that forges unity, right? The awareness of the presence of God, the, the awareness that I'm defined by the presence of God, and so therefore I cannot say I don't belong. The awareness of the presence of God in you, and that's why I can't say you don't belong. Because even though in and of yourself, there might be way too many differences and I might feel like you don't belong, because of the spirit of God, I can't actually say that. I'm limited by what I can and can't say. And when, when we, you know, it's, it's the fear of the Lord and the acknowledgement of his presence that forges true unity in our midst. And this really hit me, um, hit me deeply because it was, um, for me, it was a holy moment to recognize this, to realize and have the fear of the Lord about, about what this means and what this looks like in my own life. Because like I said, I had said I don't belong thousands of times. Like, I literally would not be even able to, be, to count how many times I've said that. I actually have said that so many times in my life that it almost became a lens through which I looked at myself. I kind of went into uh, groups and communities expecting to not belong because I just had this idea, like, I'm just someone that doesn't belong, so I don't know what this is going to look like. But the thing is, is that, like, if you think about all the times that I'd said I don't belong, like layers on top of each other, God's word literally cut right through them, like cutting through a cake. Like because his word is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword, right? Hebrews 4.12 tells us this. It cuts between joints and marrow, judging the thoughts and the attitudes of our hearts. And that's what happened for me when I was sitting with this. God's word cut through all the things that I told myself, all the things that I felt like were true. And it cut right to my heart. And I realized that I can't keep saying this. I can't keep saying I don't belong. I can't keep walking into community with this tape inside of my head. And in the fear of the Lord, it was something that I had to surrender to God. I had to give him my self-talk. And as we did, it's amazing because it is something that redefined the present for me, but in a lot of ways, it also reinterpreted my past. It reinterpreted all the things, all the times that I'd said that. And in that act of surrendering our self-talk, it's something where in my life, it's brought a lot of healing and transformation, right? And it's not just in my life, because that's the outflow of surrender every time. Every time we surrender something to the Lord, the outflow is healing and transformation in our lives. So what would it look like if we all lived this out? If we lived out and, and consciously were aware of the fact that this body is defined by the Spirit of God? Honestly, I think it would look like a beautiful mosaic. You know, we already, we already look like this to, to a certain extent, but I think it would be even more so. Because each, although each one of us are different, we would each be able to say, because of the Spirit of God in me, I belong, even though I don't look like you. And as an outflow of that, we would also say, because of the Spirit of God, you belong. Even though you don't look like me, act like me, or think like me, you belong. And if you add those things together, it will create a lot of unlikely friendships, right? Friendships that wouldn't make sense outside of the Spirit of God. 
we'll be connected to people that literally there's no reason why I would be connected to you except for the spirit of God, right? There are people out there that are like, oh my gosh, you are so different from me in every single way. <laughs> and like we wouldn't normally be friends, but the spirit of God connects us. And our unity would be a testimony to our community that the spirit of God is real because for the same reason, right? Because there's no other reason that people that are so different would belong to each other so deeply. Jesus actually says this in John 17, 23. He says, he's praying for the church and he says, may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. As God works in us a deeper awareness of what it actually means to be a unified body and belong to each other, it's an amazing expression of how we love God. And it's an it's, it's obviously an expression of love for one another. And as Jesus said in John 17, it will change the world because it is a witness to the love of God, to people that don't know him, that are like, because that's the thing, like, this is true only about Christian community, right? No other community on earth can actually say that. For no other, even other religious groups, they don't have God that lives inside of you, that, that the spirit of God, Right? So what will it take for us to actually step into that? For us to press into to living out a, a greater level of, of unity in this body. I'm actually going to invite the ushers to come forward um, and pass out. They'll be passing out little slips of paper. So for our response time this morning, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, these slips of paper have, have the words on them, I don't belong because... And then there's a blank. And so I'm going to invite you this morning to fill out, fill in the blank, to think of, to let God search our own hearts on what, what our self-talk is that's keeping us from belonging and to fill it in. And then when you're ready to come forward and put it in the, in these two buckets here on stage as an act of surrender, because ultimately it's going to take surrender in order to experience the transformation of God in us individually and in us as a, as a, as a body. But here's the thing. It's not a one-time deal. We can't, we can't think that by writing on a slip of paper and putting in a bucket that we're going to experience the transformation that God wants us to have. We have to, sur we have to commit to surrendering our self-talk every day because it's an ongoing process of transformation now, you might be saying, Carly, that's great, but I just don't relate. I actually do feel like I belong. And if that's you, that's awesome. I'm super happy to hear that. But I also want to encourage you to ask why. Why do you feel like you belong? Because if your belonging is based on anything other than the Spirit of God, it's ultimately a faulty foundation. And ultimately, it's going to bring trouble for ourselves and for others. Here's, here's why. Because if, if, we, if our belonging is based on how we compare ourselves to the group, eventually the group's dynamics are going to change, the demographics are going to change, and we're not going to feel like we belong anymore. 
because the group is different. And we have to start that process over of comparing and trying to fit in all over again. And so it's comp it makes things, makes things um, complicated for ourselves if we belong for the wrong reasons. Secondly, it's, it's actually troublesome for others because if we have a faulty standard of what belonging is and we measure up to our own faulty standard, there's going to be other people that don't. Right? If we define belonging a certain way and we measure up, if we're still defining belonging, other people are not going to measure up to our standard. And so that's where the you don't belong phrase comes in. And it'll be, it's, it's really easy to say that subconsciously when we're defining belonging according to our own definition. And that's why the phrases I don't belong and you don't belong are two sides of the same coin. Because they're both statements that are coming from a warped understanding of what the body is defined by. So I just encourage us to think about either why we don't belong or why we do, and, and, and allow God to, to, to show us if there's something that we need to surrender, if there's something that we need to, to, to allow to become more fully aligned with his truth. And, and lastly, if you don't call Antioch Community Church your church home, if you're just visiting, I'm really glad that you're here this morning. Um, but you might, you might feel like, I don't really relate because this, is, you know, this isn't my church home normally. And I'm really connected at my, you know, my other church home or wh wherever you feel connected. But I just want to encourage you that this isn't just about our church, right? This is about Christian community worldwide. It doesn't matter what church you go to. It doesn't matter what church or Christian college or Christian small group or Christian community of any size, shape, or color you go to. You're still going to have to fight the battle to belong. And it is a battle. It's a battle in our minds, and, and we have to fight hard to actually live out the unity that God is calling us to, and there's a lot at stake in ourselves and in others, and, and, and honestly, for, the, for, for Christ, for, for what he wants to do in this world. So regardless of where we're at this morning, and I'll go ahead and invite the band to come on forward too, regardless of where we're at this morning, whether we feel secure or insecure about belonging at this church or another church or another community or our small group or our DSG or whatever it is, let's allow God to search our hearts and show us what our belonging is based on. And let's surrender any self-talk that doesn't fully align with God's word. So we're, as, the, um, as, the, as the worship team plays a song, we're also going to have uh, prayer teams up forward to pray for you guys if if you want if you as you're praying and seeking God on this if you want someone else to come alongside you and to to pray with you for the transformation that God is doing in your life that's what they're there for